finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, where we're Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program today, The Truth Will Set You Free. We have a great program prepared to you to, for you today, and we hope that you can stay tuned to today's program as we're going to talk about the widower prophet as we consider Ezekiel as we continue in Ezekiel chapter 23 and through chapter 24 today. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for all those tuned in who want to study your word and gain a better understanding of you, Lord. Uh, help us uh, reveal Ezekiel 23 and 24 for us so that we may grow and understand your plans and purposes, Lord, and so better understand you. We thank you in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into Truth to Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we thank you for being part of today's program, The Widower Prophet. So we want to encourage you, get your Bibles ready and a pen and a piece of paper to take notes as we continue in this wonderful journey through the book of Ezekiel. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, welcome back. It's great to have you. Welcome back, Cotter. Well, Nathan, you have been traveling quite a bit, and um, it's exciting, though, all the wonderful things that God is doing around the United States of America, the different events that you that you are part of. But in case someone is new to our ministry and is not aware of what we do and the opportunities that they can get a hold of in terms of resources, can you share with them briefly that? Oh, yeah. Well, folks, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast ministry of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And most people know us from our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which uh, Tim Moore and myself host. And uh, it's just been a great blessing to do that. And of course, we have our podcast here on The Truth Will Set You Free, which you can access uh, by Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pray.com, and of course, our own website at ChristinProphecy.org. So we want to welcome you to ChristinProphecy.org or the Lamb Lion app or both. And there you can connect with us. And uh, like Vic said, uh, we're evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. So we're keeping busy. I've been a few weeks at various conferences like uh, the Orlando Prophecy Summit with Prophecy Watchers. I've been in New Orleans uh, speaking at a church. And we had our regional conference in Louisville, Kentucky uh, this past few weeks. So <laughs> I've been staying busy. And Vic, it sounds like you've been, too, uh, at the motorcycle gathering there in Daytona Beach, sharing the gospel. Uh, so do you see any fruit from that? Oh, Nathan, it's always fruit, and it's always a lot of fun. We have approximately a half a million motorcyclists that thunder through Daytona every year for Bike Week, and then also maybe half of that for Biketoberfest. But it's a really a, a really nice opportunity, Nathan, just to be able to minister to all these people that are coming through. So I get the opportunity to connect with some other ministries in the area and just go out there and ride and meet people and pray for them. And uh, these motorcyclists are some of the nicest people that uh, that you can meet. Now, at first glance, I have to say, Nathan, they look pretty intimidating, pretty intimidating. But uh, some of the nicest people that uh, you can meet here in the Daytona area. So, yes, we had a lot of fun uh, with that. 
and we also posted a few pictures on Facebook. And it's just neat to, uh, to also uh, see how our law enforcement, our first responders, healthcare workers, how they work so nicely in our community as a team uh, to make our community better. So we had a, a, a some time, uh, some fun uh, spending time with with people and riding around as well, Nathan. So thanks for asking. Excellent. I see you've uh, given some certificates to some of your students at Aperture University. So uh, you've been getting quite a lot of classmates. Maybe folks would like to know how they can sign up for one of your classes. Nathan, thank you. Yes, we also uh, I also teach um, there at the CCA.University, uh, and it's a wonderful opportunity for anybody that's interested to take some courses on uh, the basics of eschatology or Bible prophecy, the basics of the Bible, and some other courses. And these courses are recognized through the state of Florida. We're not an accredited university, but we are state recognized through the state of Florida, and uh, we're able to offer this one-day courses, Nathan. Uh, sometimes. Uh, um, on Saturdays, uh, we offer them hybrid so individuals can actually take them live. And it's all done in one day from eight in the morning to about four o'clock in the afternoon. And then what we do is that we offer a certificate of completion of graduation. And then during our service at Speedway Church, Calvary Chapel, we recognize those students that are part of our ministry that took the course and then do a small graduation for them. But this is also available to anyone, uh, whether they're in the Daytona Beach area or outside of the Daytona Beach area, and they can get a hold of us by calling 305-992-9537 or simply go to cca.university and we'll give them more information and also the dates when we'll have our next basic of Bible prophecy course. But Nathan, more exciting than that, I told some of our folks that we might have Dr. Nathan Jones maybe do one of the courses for us one of these years. So we're excited about that. I'd be more than happy to join Dr. Vic Batista and share the gospel. Yeah, wow, that sounds exciting. Awesome. So yeah, Nathan, so that's what we're doing and we're hoping to uh, uh, grow that outreach and give people an opportunity to learn about Bible prophecy or some of these courses. And of course, earn something that they can hang on their wall as a certificate of completion. So. Again, anyone that's interested, uh, feel free to get a hold of us. So, Nathan, a lot of wonderful resources, right, for individuals to be able to grow in the knowledge of eschatology or Bible prophecy. Absolutely, yes. Again, uh, to add on to what Vic said, check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. We have a wealth of videos and articles that will help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, teaching things that we're just about to teach now, right, like prophetic books, uh, minor, major prophets, minor prophets, and Ezekiel, a major prophet, right? Yeah, and Nathan, but before we do so, before we, we jump right into Ezekiel chapter 23 and 24, where we left off, we've had some significant developments, things that have taken place in, in the United States and also in uh, Israel that are formulating that are exciting for people that are wanting to see uh, what's going to happen before the law returns and also how it was predicted how Israel will become a powerful nation in the last days. And just recently, Nathan, we have some things developed that really are bringing Bible prophecy in, in, into light right before our eyes. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those? Well, absolutely. It's It's been quite a, a week here in, uh, of this recording in mid-March. Uh, for one, the United States, which isn't found in Bible prophecy, continues to weaken. Uh, we're seeing a lot of banks collapsing and our credit rating for the country has dropped, sadly. And it's all very tragic, but um, 
You know, the United States isn't meant to be a superpower in the end times, and uh, we're destroying ourselves with our anti-God views on things. Uh, but bigger news is that China brokered a deal between Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so we got the Shiites versus the Sunnis, and the uh, Saudi Arabia uh, had been part of the Abraham Accords, along with the uh, United Arab Emirates and others. So we're seeing the Abraham Accords start to collapse because the United States isn't supporting Israel and their strength against Iran. So the Arabs are protecting themselves by aligning themselves with their Muslim neighbors, even though, you know, Shiite, Fisha, Sunni hostilities still exist. So that isolates Israel yet again. So that same weekend, Netanyahu went up to the EU, who's starving for gasoline. And now that Israel has finally mined and, and produced all this gas, is starting to sell it to the European Union to make up for what Russia isn't producing. Well, when we get to Ezekiel's chapters 38 and 39, we'll see how vital that is, because Russia will then try to attack Israel to plunder her. And the only thing worth plundering in Israel right now is her gas fines. So uh, plus Germany has just made contracts for billions of dollars of weapons. So the European Union, which has long been hostile and anti-Semitic towards Israel, now is realizing their survival doesn't depend on the United States or Russia, but on Israel, which moves Israel into a superpower status, which the Bible prophesied in the end times. So uh, all these puzzle pieces for the prophetic end times are just snapping all into place very quickly, and it seems to be all at once. Nathan, and it's like a jigsaw puzzle prophetically that you and I and people that are alive right now are seeing being put together right before our eyes. And that's the wonderful thing about <laughs> prophecies that when you understand the meaning, when you understand these pieces and how they line up, you really start to recognize how close we are to the return of the Lord. And that's why this doesn't bring fear upon us, but it brings actually excitement to see man, these things are really happening, and this is exactly what the Bible talks about, and this is why you and I, Nathan, have taken the time to go through the book of Ezekiel, because some of the significant pieces we're going to cover in the next few months as we continue to make our way through Ezekiel. Yeah, then they'll get more and more pertinent. I mean, right now, we are dealing with the uh, exile of Israel around 586 BC, as Jeremiah and Ezekiel minister and share God's word to a country that's been in rebellion for hundreds of years. And so Jerusalem, you know, time for exile. God wants to purify it, bring a remnant that will come back 70 years later and rebuild the land. Uh, but we're seeing the end of Israel at that stage. Well, uh, as we get in the later chapters of Ezekiel, uh, we will start seeing Ezekiel in the end times of today. A nation again after being destroyed for almost 1900 years. Uh, so Ezekiel is one of the most prophetic, probably the second after uh, Isaiah, maybe uh, third after Daniel. But certainly the Old Testament applies to that time period and to our time period in the future. You can't beat those three books. Nathan, I, that is that is why I tell people, uh, you know, take the opportunity to read through the Bible and you will be amazed at how it fits so well with so much of what's going on today. And of course, you and I have been going through Ezekiel because we also see they are part of the uh, development of the people of Israel in their disobedience to God, God's discipline towards them, and then working to bringing them back together once again. In our last example, you and I were looking at Ezekiel chapter 23, and we titled the message, Two Sinister Sisters. 
And we were talking about there, again, uh, Ahoya Lab. And since you and I could not pronounce those names very well, right, Nathan? We just decided to call them for what they were. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to give a little recap here, Ezekiel is being told by God to judge Samaria, which was the northern tribes of Israel, which were exiled in 722 B.C. by the Assyrians, but also Jerusalem and Judah, which is now being exiled by the Babylonians around 586 B.C. And the Lord calls them Ohala and Oholabah, which means <laughs> tabernacle, and my tabernacle is in her. In other words, God has named these, these nations as, hey, you were mine. This is where I tabernacled with you. I dwelt with you. I was your God and you were my people, but no longer. And he compares them to prostitutes or harlots who are always chasing other gods and other nations and never turning to the God who formed their country, who protected them for hundreds of years. And uh, so God is bringing judgment. So this is for the Old Testament, uh, ever since the Exodus, the darkest time in Israel's history. And Nathan, not only that, but we also get to the close because God is a righteous judge. And then he also includes in here the judgment uh, that is going to be pronounced because of the wickedness that we find according to um, Ezekiel chapter 23 there, verses 45 to 49, because of the wickedness of Samaria, Jerusalem. And again, we see that God is a righteous judge and he will punish sin. So for those of you that uh, are following along with us in the Bible, I want you to make note there of verses 45 to 49 as we continue looking at this, because it is very important to see that God will judge sin and he is a righteous God. And speaking about these two, uh, th these two sinister sisters, uh, verse 45 says, but the righteous man will judge them after the manner of adult of an adulteresses and after the manner of women who shed blood because they are adulteresses and blood is on their hands. Verse 46, for thus says the Lord God, bring up an assembly against them, give them up to trouble and plunder. And then verse 47, the assembly shall stone them with stones and execute them with the sword. They shall slay their sons and their daughters and burn their houses with fire. Thus, I will cause lewdness to cease from the land that all women may be taught not to practice their lewdness. They shall repay you for their lewdness and you shall pay for your adulterous sins. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, your God. Nathan, it's interesting how it sets it up here uh, also as an example uh, uh, to women. And, and, and the reality is that it's not just women, but we're all called to live righteous. We're all called to uh, have a right behavior. And here we find that God had to deal with this adulteress that was happening and also this lifestyle that they decided to take on. And as you, as you and I have said in the past, Nathan, it's sad to see people go down that road when God has to step in and bring judgment upon them. Yeah, and we read earlier a whole long list of sins. I mean, I don't want to go get into it too bad, but bear in mind that they committed adultery, both physically and spiritually. They had abominations. So, I mean, we're talking about the as lewd and as profane as you could get. Uh, they committed adultery with idols. They sacrificed their children. I mean, we're talking about child sacrifice going on in these countries. They defiled the Lord's sanctuary. They set up idols in his temple. Uh, they profaned the Sabbath. They didn't follow the Sabbath. 
And uh, so basically they'd become as wicked, if not more wicked, than the evil nations around them. And so the end result is, well, God will always judge for the purpose of restoring a rightful remnant. And so that's what he's going to do. These people gotten so bad, so evil. There were so few godly people left in Jerusalem that they were going to be banished to Babylon and for 70 years live under a, a harsh pagan system. And uh, when they re eventually, when the Persians conquered the Babylonians, they would give the Jewish people the right to return back to their land. And a small remnant under Zechariah and Haggai would come back and they would rebuild the temple and resettle the land. But Judah would never hold the scepter of authority ever again until until our modern era. So uh, that's amazing when you think about it. Almost 2,500 years later, Israel would come back as a nation. But I'm getting ahead of myself, right, Vic? That's chapters 36 and 37. Well, and Nathan, that's what it is. We get excited because we try to piece all this together for individuals. Hopefully they can also do the homework and read ahead a little bit. But it, it really is, Nathan. It's There's a lot here in the book of Ezekiel. And not only that, but just the, the different illustrations that is being used here, hopefully, so people can get the jits of what's going on. And as we walk through chapter 24, we see again the word of the Lord coming to this prophet with a different message uh, for, for people to sort of like understand uh, what's going to happen. So, Nathan, would you be able to bring us there uh, and read for us chapter 24? Uh, verses 1 through 5, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible and see the analogy that is being used here. Yes, yes. So the Lord is going to again make an, an analogy or a comparison to his judgment to a cooking pot. And so verse 20, uh, chapter 24, verse 1 reads, Again, in the ninth year, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, write down the name of the day, this very day, the king of Babylon started his siege against Jerusalem this very day and utter a parable to the rebellious house and say to them, thus says the Lord God, put on a pot, set it on and also pour water into it. Gather pieces of meat in it, every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with choice cuts. Take the choice of the flock, also pile fuel bones under it, make it boil well and let its cuts simmer in it. Now, Nathan, isn't that amazing? What, what what caught my attention was, Nathan, the opening verses, because it sort of wanted us to look at a calendar in a sense, make note of this, look at the year, look at the time. And a lot of times the Bible is very specific, but it's also a history book, right, Nathan, where individuals can literally go back in history and look at these dates and see clearly when these kings were reigning, what, what point this was taking place. And here Ezekiel is told again, it says in the ninth year, in the 10th month, on the 10th day of the month, the sword of the Lord came to me saying, and it's almost like make note of this date, watch what's going to happen. Notice when it's going to start and notice how this is going to end. And I just love those details, right, Nathan? Oh, yeah. I mean, what God's saying is, OK, you've been under siege by Babylon uh, the elders had called Ezekiel in, wanting an answer, what's going on. And God explains for many chapters in Ezekiel their sins and why they're being judged. And so he's done talking. He's, this is it. He says, okay, as of today, this marks the spot. This is the end of Jerusalem for that time period. And he's comparing it to a pot. Uh, Jerusalem's like a giant cauldron filled with wonderful food. In other words, it should be filled with wonderful people. 
and uh, it's boiling and bubbling and it's making a wonderful stew. Uh, but as we read on further, that stew is not very edible, is it? Not at all, Nathan. And we're going to see actually why uh, this is happening right now. In other words, like you said, it's gotten to the place where uh, uh, it, it has to be dealt with. And uh, it's almost like a cancer that has gotten so bad that now or a leg that has gotten so infected that now has to be amputated and uh, now action has to be taken and here we're going to find from verse 6 to, four, to verse 14 what really uh, more in detail what's going on with the situation in the heart of the people Nathan I'm going to pick it up there in verse 6 and I'm going to read uh, verse 6 through 10 and maybe you can read verses 11 through 14 just in case someone doesn't have a bible so they can follow along with us but we notice, he says, therefore, thus says the Lord God, woe to the bloody city, the pot whose scum is in it and whose scum is not gone from it. Bring it out in piece by piece on which no let, excuse me, on which no lot has fallen for her blood is in her midst. She set it on the top of the rock. She did not pour it on the ground to cover it with dust. Verse eight, that it may rise up fury and take vengeance i have set her blood on top of the rock that it may not be covered therefore thus says the lord god woe to the bloody city i too will make the pyre great heap on the wood kindle the fire cook the meat well mix it with spices and let the cuts burn up all right pick it up in verse 11 then set the pot empty on the coals that it may become hot and its bronze may burn that its filthiness may be melted in it, that its scum might be consumed. She has grown weary with lies, and her great scum has not gone from her. Let her scum be in the fire, and your filthiness is lewdness, because I have cleansed you and you were not cleansed. You will not be cleansed of your filthiness anymore till I have caused my fury to rest upon you. I, the Lord, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not hold back, nor will I spare, nor will I relent according to your ways. And according to your deeds, they will judge you, says the Lord God. Woo, Nathan, I, I, and here the title, the bloody city. Now, you and I read prior to that in Ezekiel, a similar title that was given here. Uh, and, and that was really a sad indictment that a city would have that title be put upon it because of its wickedness. Yet, Nathan, it sort of reminds you of other cities in history that also were known for their wickedness. But sad to say that God's people have now come to that place. Remember the story of Jonah, Nathan, when he was sent to the city of Nineveh? And, and the Bible records for us the type of city that it was and, uh, 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 and also the wickedness that was happening there in Jonah, uh, chapter one, verses uh, one through four. And Nathan, here we have Israel now called the bloody city. What a sad indictment that is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny with all this uh, using the word scum over and over. When you talk about evil cities, I, I kind of go to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Bob Sizely, uh, uh, wretched, what, do you, what did Obi-Wan Kenobi call it? A wretched hive of scum and villainy. And uh, that's what Jerusalem had become. It devolved. From being the shite, lining shite, uh, shining city on the sea, uh, sorry, city on a hill, to now being this wretched hive of scum and villainy. Brother, I, 
you know, you can't help but compare it to the United States today, both of us being Americans. And we look at how our country loves and rejoices in what God is calling here abominations, the abomination of abortion, the abomination of sexual perversion, the abomination of pride, the abomination of lies, of chasing after idols, and of course, not putting God first, rejecting him. Now, we are Jerusalem in this stage. And you know what that means, brother, is that it means that judgment is coming. And now God always judges sin because evil needs to be punished, but he's always hoping that judgment will bring repentance and a reconciliation with him. So I hope, because we knew it took 70 years for Jerusalem to at least have a remnant of its people return to the Lord and rebuild the, the city again. And I hope that the Lord doesn't bring us to the point of judgment where he destroys America. And uh, I mean, we don't know what the countries will look like after the tribulation time period, but I, I have hope. I have hope that God will bring back a remnant to restore the United States during the millennial kingdom. Well, Nathan, and I love that. There is always hope, but we do have to really look at history. And we, we've seen how God has dealt with nations who have behaved a certain way, who have taken on the ways of the world. And our hope is that America will repent and turn from its wicked ways. But I am in agreement with you. That comparison is very real. When you look at the garbage and the scum that we're putting forth as a nation, and we supposedly call ourselves a Christian nation, it's a really sad indictment, Nathan, how blind we are and truly how far we have fallen uh, in, in certain areas. So we're not too far away from this bloody uh, city here as it was titled for Jerusalem. I think the United States of America also has a lot of blood in its hands. And we really need to consider that as Americans, that we're not doing as well as we think we are. And we should learn from this message here in Ezekiel chapter 24. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood's been lost a long time ago. But when you see that the movie that wins an Oscar, I think it was Best Actor for Brandon Fraser, of all people, who hasn't been around for decades, uh, but doing a movie called The Whale, where it's about a homosexual man who had an affair with a pastor's son and the pastor's son killed himself. And now people are, uh, guys trying to witness to the, he's overeats because, you know, that's his way of coping. And the whole movie is about a rejection of God and Christianity because God doesn't approve of his homosexual lifestyle. And that gets an Oscar. Meanwhile, Top Gun is rejected it, it, for its conservative values and patriotism. It got an award for best sound. It's best sound. Uh, you know, that's, that's Hollywood for you. But we saw that earlier with the uh, Emmys, you know, or the, the satanic song Unholy. Everyone uh, was celebrating as they watched it. And even CBS, uh, the network that hosted it, said, let's get ready to worship. I mean, this is our culture now. Our culture is openly satanic. So what future do we have as a country, as a nation, or any of the Western countries that supposedly were founded on Judeo-Christian values of surviving? Uh, brother, we won't. We won't survive. And that's why... We all need Jesus Christ, right? We need to repent, return to him. How about this time, Vic, uh, you sharing the gospel message? Let people know how they can uh, repent and return to Jesus. Oh, absolutely, Nathan. Thank you so much for the opportunity because, you know, I, I like I always say, there's a window of opportunity open right now for those that turn to Christ and really are looking to repent. I mean, that's what John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. But yet the Bible speaks in Romans that we all have sin and fall short of the glory of God. 
And therefore, we've all missed the mark. We've all messed up. And when we acknowledge that, that we're not perfect, that we have broken God's commandments, but we're willing to turn around and repent and turn to God, then God will be right there with open arms, ready to receive us. And you can do that from wherever you are at this point. If you truly want to know Christ, if you recognize that you've broken his commandments and you want a relationship with him, we invite you to pray a simple prayer with us. And if you mean this prayer, if you pray this prayer and you mean it from your heart, God only knows your heart, God will give you eternal life and you will be truly born again. You just have to call on the name of the Lord from wherever you are with a simple prayer by saying, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. But God, right now, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name. And hey, if you pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart, God has changed your life. He has given you eternal life. And we would love to hear from you. We would love for you to call us or text us at 305-992-9537. Let us know you received Christ. And Nathan and I will rejoice with that. Right, Nathan? So it's exciting to be able to share the gospel with people. It is. Amen to that. And I know we didn't get to the widow or prophet, uh, verse 15. We might have to rename this episode something like, uh, oh, the cooking pot. But uh, folks, join us next week and we will get into a sad thing about Ezekiel's wife dying. Absolutely. So we thank you for joining us. We ran out of time for this segment of a program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful day. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.